Welcome back, we are studying the fourth chapter of Ilchot Ishut, Sefer Nashim of Harambam, Mishnah Torah. In this chapter we'll deal mostly with the topic of consent, the consent that the woman needs to have to being mitkadeshet, to being mitkadeshet, to, for, to allow somebody else to be mekadesh otaha for him. And it's interesting, as you'll see, we are much more concerned with the consent of the woman than the consent or the deliberative, deliberate act of the man. Halacha Aleph, A woman can only be mitkadeshet if it's by her will, according to her consent. And if someone does kiddushin on a woman against her will, she is not mekudeshet. However, if a man is forced, is coerced until he does kiddushin to somebody else, those kiddushim are indeed valid. Second topic, also a man can, within the same action, do kiddushin to more than one woman. It doesn't need to be an act that occurs only at uh, the only one act per place per time it can be multiple kiddushin within the same act and and this is only that to, to the extent this is made with monetary consideration that this be done with enough so that there is one peruta for each of the women that are being mitkadeshot and one of these women, or a shaliyah for all of them together, can, if they so consented, become a shaliyah to, to accept the consideration and thereby uh, cause all of them to become mekudashot, or mitkadashot. Let's say that girl A sends her friend girl B to accept Kiddushin from a boy, and boy gives a Kiddushin to girl B to be Mekadesh girl A. Girl B, and then he likes girl B also, and he says, how about you also become Mekadesh to me through this act? And, uh, and she accepts, so she, that, that's fine. Consistent with the last halacha, she can accept this consideration, thereby becoming mitkadeshet or mekudeshet, she and her friend. Now we are going to deal with some, uh, some uh, communication issues and whether uh, the girl, by saying what she says, she actually means to say yes or she means something else. That's the topic here, the issue here. However, if instead of saying you also or you as well, he says and you, which is not so explicit, then she'll become mitkadeshet misafek, because perhaps all he intended to do was a rhetorical question or to see her reaction he didn't specify and say and you as well meaning you as well are going to be mitkadeshet through this transaction and that might be what she had in mind when she agreed to receive this kiddushin because this guy 
she thought he was still waiting for a response from her. Because we cannot know or we cannot establish a, a clear enough presumption on what would happen in this case, it's safek mekudeshet. If the guy says to the girl, here, have this coin, you become my wife, and she grabs the coin and throws it somewhere and destroys it to the fire or to the ocean or anywhere like that. So as a side point, she'll owe this coin to him. She took a coin, and now she deprived this person from a coin. Someone needs to own it or pay for it. But she is not Mekudeshet. This act obviously showed that she was not agreeing to the Kiddushin. Similarly, if she says, If she says, just go and give it to my dad, go and give it to your dad, or go and give it to this other guy. Also, she's not Mekudeshet. However, if she actually specifies and says, okay, so give it to my dad or to your dad or to this other guy so that they accept it on my behalf, then she'd be Mekudeshet. Otherwise, the presumption is that she rejected this guy's proposition. If she says just put it there on the ground or on the on, on this rock, she's not Mekudeshet unless this Sela, this rock, belongs to her, in which case she's Mekudeshet. And obviously all of these cases are just restatements of cases that the Gemara discusses. And in the Gemara this case was discussed and the conclusion was that this is Safek if the Sela belongs to both of them at the same time and she says just put it in this Sela that is of both of ours, then um, she's Mekudeshet Misafek. And as just a review, Anytime she's Mekudashem Misafek, the conclusion is that she needs get. She cannot stay with him, but she can also not marry anyone else. She, she needs to receive a get Misafek. Amar laha, itkadashi li bechikar ze, amra lo tanehu le'ani, afilu hayani asamuch aleha ina Mekudashet. If she says, if he says to her, Okay, for this piece of bread, you'll become Mekudeshet. And she says, just give it to this poor person. Even if the poor person was standing next to her, so in a way he's fulfilling her wishes, you would say she's actually taking the bread from him, she's accepting it, and she's directing him on what to do for her benefit. But no, the presumption is that she's not Mekudeshet because unless she actually accepts it or says something very explicit that means that she wants to accept it, then the consent is not sufficiently evident and we do not consider her Mekudeshet. Um, if she says, just give it to the dog, she's not Mekudeshet, but if it was her dog, then she's Mekudeshet because she's instructing him to place it within her domain, her property. If uh, a dog was running after her, was pursuing her, and she says to the guy, give this bread to this dog so he stops chasing me, and he does so, then she's here receiving a more direct benefit. She's saving her own skin by this guy doing this favor for her. So is that enough to make her Mekudeshet? Safek, and she will receive get me Safek. Halakha hea ya mokher perotokalim b'chayoseh bahen ba'ti shav ve'amda ve'amra lo tel ni me'at me'elu. 
let's say the guy was selling fruits or or clothes or anything of that sort and then a lady stands next to him a single lady and she tells him can i have some fruits or some of these uh, clothes or can i have a pair of these shoes and he, he retorts to her if i give you this will you then become married to me if she says yes and then he proceeds to give to her then this is a simple case she's mekudeshet However, if she insists on the giving part without actually agreeing to his question, so she's not answering his question. She's just insisting on her original request, which was, give me some of this. If she says, just give it to me as a gift or, or just throw them to me, or just uh, just shut up and give them to me, or something like that, which which really imply that she's not in the mood for joking. Um, and then he gives it to her. She's not mikudeshet. Uh, just to point out, this is very different in some cases from what would result under other laws of kinyan. If, for example, I'm selling fruits and someone comes and wants to buy these fruits, and I quote a price, and they say give them to me, and they acquire them. Whether they owe me that price or not, that's a different question. Likewise, if the guy was drinking wine and she sits next to him and says, just give me, can you serve me one of these, uh, one cup of wine? And he says, if I serve you, will you then become married to me? He says, just serve it or serve it or go ahead, serve it or something like that without being explicit about agreeing to his request, because all of these replies from the girl mean just serve me the wine and, and don't come to me with, with other stories or, or, or uh, stuff that I'm not interested in. So so long as she focuses on the wine, she's not Mekudeshet. Another thing about uh, Kiddushin, we need to have two witnesses, and the two witnesses are not just an evidentiary point, just to find out what actually happened, but they are part of the process. Again, let's put things in perspective. Midin, from the point of view of pre-Sinai reality, all you needed was the consent of the girl. That is the most primary thing the primordial thing that you need for any union from the times of the Avot and throughout, and even before that, is a consent of the girl. There is nothing more, more abhorrent to uh, the, 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 the Torah and presumably to HaKadosh Baruch Hu than uh, what happened before the Mabul, which was like, Hulahem Nashim Mikola Sherbaharu, that... Uh, uh, that, that men would take a woman without her consent. That's unheard of. So even before Harsinai, that was a given. Now, after Harsinai, what's changed is now we have a need for an actual institution. Now we are a nation, and the nation needs to be able to recognize marriages for many contexts. So we need to determine, to define what is marriage, which will make the woman legally forbidden to anyone else in the world. 
that is all we are talking about, the Kiddushin. Kiddushin has to do with a misvot. Kiddush, Kedusha is a function of the misvot. Asher Kiddushanu b'misvotav. Kedushim tihiyu, and then the Torah goes and lists the misvot. Kedusha is not something that could have been said before Sinai. The Kedusha is after the misvot. So one of the things that were determined to be essential for a transaction to cause marriage is the idea of the two witnesses. It's not that even if we have a camera and we know exactly what happened, it doesn't matter. The idea were not were not there, and therefore uh, the, the the kiddushin did not apply from the point of view of the nation of the Torah. Halachavav, hamekadesh beidehad en choshim lekiddushav afapish shenehem modim. If one uses one witness only to be mekadesh. The Kiddushim will not apply even if he and the girl both admit and acknowledge and have an affidavit saying, yes, he married me, yes, I married her, and I, I admit to all the liability that, that attaches to it on both sides. How much more so if someone doesn't use any witness? Also, whoever uses witnesses that are not fit to be witnesses by the Torah, She's not Mekudeshet. Bifsule Aidut Shele Divre Soferim, Obeidim Shem Safek Pesule Torah, in Ratzalichnos, Hoser Umkadesh Picherim. If he used a deem that are Kesherim in a Torah, but are Pesulim in the Rabbanan, for example, I believe this is one of the examples, Mesahek Bakubia, someone who is a professional gambler. So if one of them was of that sort, if he wants, or when he wants to actually bring the girl into his house and do the second part of this ceremony, which is called Nisuin, which is called Lichnos, then he needs to do the same thing, the same Kiddushin, again with Adim Kasherim. Trivia point, if you ever are asked or are looking for an instance in which you can do a Kiddushin Misafek, you can do a Kiddushin because you're not sure if the first Kiddushin applied or not, this is a nice example to remember. And if he doesn't want to consummate the marriage, then she needs a get Even if the woman says, no, this never happened, uh, the, the, you never married me, and there were two witnesses that were Kesherim in then this is enough of a kiddushin to force her to accept the get, which obviously has ramifications. She now cannot marry a kohen. And so, to every time we said kiddushes afek, if he wants to marry her, he has to redo it with good kiddushin. If he wants to let her go, then he needs to give her a get misafek. For this, you have to go back to what Katan means, but a minor that does Kiddushin, his Kiddushin do not apply. However, an adult male that did Kiddushin to a, a minor girl that was Yetoma, in other words, he didn't have a father under who would be responsible to consent on her behalf, or any minor that already got married 
and got divorced, and therefore she came out of the Rashut Ha'av. Im Hayeta, then it depends on how young she is. Im Hayeta Pechutami Batshesh, if she's younger than six years old, even if she is extremely sharp and understands and very mature, and there is no kiddushin here, and she doesn't need to do mi'un, which is something we'll explain in a couple of halachot. And if she's older than 10, regardless of her intellectual abilities and maturity, she's mekudeshet for the point of view of Meun, so long as she consented, she actually agreed. If she was between 6 and 10, then you check how mature and intelligent she is. If she understands what this whole thing is about, of Kiddushim, of Nisuim, she understands the difference, she understands what's going on, what the, the husband is, is committing himself to, what she's committing herself to, then she becomes Bat Meun, and to get out of this, she'll need Meun. Otherwise, she doesn't even need Meun, she's done the Kudeshet, what does it mean when we say that a girl becomes Mekudeshet, but she's subject to Meun? That if she did Kiddushin and then she changes her mind, she matures, she grows, and she realizes she no longer wants to be with this husband. All she needs to do is to take back her consent before two witnesses. And to say, I, I, I don't want this guy as my husband. And then she is, uh, she is no longer married. She, she annuls the marriage without any get. Like it's going to be explained in Hilchot Kedushin. That's what Hachamim called. And why do we not require a get for this girl? Because their Kiddushin were never Kiddushin in the They were only in and they were contingent kiddushin, contingent on her continuous consent. That if she continuously consents through her reaching adulthood, then the kiddushin become valid retroactively. She becomes fully an eshet ish. And then he doesn't need the husband if he wants to stay married. He doesn't need to later. Uh, and if she doesn't want to remain, then she needs meun, and she can leave without a get. Now, of course, this is not as applicable in our uh, day and age. Uh, it was much more applicable back in the day when people got married much younger, uh, also when people lived much shorter and therefore had a, a real rush to get married as young as possible, and for other reasons. But uh, just just remind us from uh, from two chapters ago, a girl can be a ketana at the age of thirty if she if she doesn't have a certain signs. So just bear this in mind. Halachatet, heresh shenasapikahat, 
a deaf person that got married to someone who is fully capable, so the Hiresh would be considered not, not having full capacity for purpose of marriages, but he married someone who does have capacity. So to vice versa. Their Kiddushin also are not fully effective in the Torah, but only from the Rabbanan. Therefore, if someone who was pikeah who has full capacity, a man, he he uh, he does kiddushin to uh, someone who is married to a, a girl who is married to a hiresh. So. The marriage, the, let's say, let's call it, uh, I don't know, Lot is a Heresh, okay, and Lot is married to Sarah. So this first wedding, his first marriage is Jasmine Rabbanan, and then comes Abraham and wants to marry Sarah while, uh, while she's married to Lot. So this marriage to Lot was really never a real marriage, so Abraham can go ahead and marry Sarah at this stage, and then Lot gives a get to, to Sarah. Just one second, let me let me just make sure I'm explaining this halacha correctly. Halacha tet. Ah, okay, sorry. And then if if later on Abraham divorces her, so normally we'd have a rule, and we saw it in, in we saw this in, in the description of the of the Asurot, of the Asurot uh, Asurot Asurot Lavin, um, that the first husband cannot remarry someone who got married to somebody else and then got divorced. But in this case, the first marriage was never a full marriage. So if Abraham divorces her, Lot can marry her again in my example. However, if both of them lack full capacity, the husband and the wife, then the Kiddushim are nothing, not from the Torah and not from Chachamim. Someone who is a Saris, and we defined it in chapter 2, whether it's a Saris from birth or a Saris made by man-made Saris, also, some a girl who is Ailonit and she became Mekudeshet. They have full Kiddushin. Um, and uh, the, the, the fact that they are Saris or Ailonit doesn't affect the legality of their marriage. However, Yod Aleph, Tom Tom get and that they married someone or got married to someone to someone whose gender was specific, then this is Kiddusha Safek and they need to give a get. Why? Because their gender is uh, Safek as well. So the Kiddushin are necessarily of a man being Mekadesh, a woman. And in here, we, we don't know whether, whether the Nadiroginas is a man or a woman, or whether the Tom is a man or a woman, so the Kiddushin just don't apply.
מדרבנן they apply but they don't apply מן התורה. הלכה י"ב, המקדש אחת מן האריות לא עשה כלום. If someone does kiddushin to one of the women whose relationship is אסורה משום אריות, like for example one's sister or another אשת איש, then the kiddushin have no effect whatsoever. שאין קידושין תופסים בערווה, because the קידושין will not, will never attach to הערווה, חוס בן הנידה. Other than there is one woman who is one of the ערויות, and we'll see this בעצת השם הלכות איסורי ביאה, that she is fully one of the ערויות, it's, it's a changing state, and that is any woman whatsoever, the moment that she is נידה, and until she goes to the מקווה following seven days of נקיים, that woman is considered one of the ערויות. And if someone gets married with such a girl, in other words, a girl that has not uh, gone to the mikveh after having had her, her uh, mahzor, then uh, although she is the arva, the kiddushin do attach, then but it's appropriate to try to avoid marrying any da while she's in da. Of course, this can just be postponed for a few days. When this can be postponed for a few days, because uh, the, the, the Nisuin, the Nisuin uh, are not going to, to be permissible until later. And we are going to see more about this in, on, on chapter, in chapter 10. הלכה י"ג אשת איש שפשטה ידה וקיבלה קידושין מאחר בפני בעלה הרזו מקודשת לשני. Someone that we knew that she was married. So Mrs. Smith. She was Mrs. Smith. She was married to Mr. Smith. And suddenly we see Mrs. Smith next to Mr. Smith accepting Kiddushin from somebody else. We don't know if Mr. Smith ever gave her a get. Do we assume that he gave her a get or not? So if this is the case, if she did it in front of her husband, of her ex-husband, then we, we, we do recognize the second marriage and the presumption, the very strong presumption is that Mr. Smith, before this moment, divorced her, otherwise he would never have let this go uh, in front of his nose. Because if a woman says, before her husband, you have divorced me, and he doesn't protest, then she is reliable to say that. Because the, the, the presumption is that generally a woman would not be so... Uh, she will not lie so uh, openly before the person about whom she's saying this lie, her husband. But if she gets married somewhere else, not before her husband, then in order for another, a later Kiddushin to attach to her, she needs to bring proof that before this Kiddushin, there was actually a get from her former husband. Because if this is not done before her husband, we no longer have this presumption, and she could have this, uh, this uh, chutzpah to, to claim that she's no longer married, when in reality she is, so long as it's not before her husband. So because of this, she has to bring proof. המקדש אחת מן השניות ומאיסורי לוין ומאיסורי עשה וכן היבם שקידש שרת יבמה. סמון הוא דז קידושין to not to עריות but to the second category or the third category שניות which is uh, 
Arayot, a few steps removed, as you might recall, or Isure Lavin, which is like the Kohen marrying a Gerusha. Omi Isure Ase, Isure Ase, we are going, uh, is, uh, I, th I think that's uh, the Betula for for the, someone who is not Betula for a Kohen Gadol, that's an example. Or the Sarat Yivama. Sarat Yivama is, uh, as we'll see in Ilchot Yivamot, Ilchot Yibum Vahalisa, when uh, two brothers, there is two brothers, and uh, one of them is married and he dies without children. So let's say he was married to two girls, then one of them is going to be, become the Yevama, and the other one is going to become the Sarah. Until the Yevama status is resolved, the Sarah cannot be married. So if someone goes and marries the Sarah of his Yevama, this Kiddushin do apply, they do attach, unlike Arayot. However, the Yevama herself, so long as her status is not resolved, then she needs to, she cannot get married to somebody other than the brother, uh, that's a czar. Those in, in that case, a kiddushin would not apply. But they would apply, because hachamim were not, they did not conclude whether the kiddushin of a yevama by a czar would attach to her just like they would to other Hayavelavin, or if her status is more like Arayot, and therefore the Kiddushin would not attach. And even though in each of these cases, the Kiddushin Gemurim, now after the Kiddushin, although he's married and they, they are Eshet Ish, he cannot do anything with them. They are Isure Lavin, or they are uh, Shaniyot. So although he cannot do the kinus, which is the nisuin, the kiddushin apply, and the only resolution that there is is that he needs to give a get to them. Marrying a goya or a servant, someone who is not free, but horin, the kiddushin do not apply. The kiddushin changed her status in no way whatsoever. And so too, a goy or a servant that they went and married the Jewish girl, those kiddushin under Jewish law have no effect whatsoever. However, a Jew that is assimilated and he went ahead and married a Jewish girl, even if he is willingly Avodazara uh, worshiper, worship, a worshiper of of alien service. His kiddushin do attach; they do apply. get, and she needs a get from him. And Hachamim and Rambam, by saying this, is suggesting that she should get a get from this guy. She should not agree to marry someone who is doing Avodazara um, affirmatively and willingly. Now we start with weirder cases that the Gemara always likes to discuss. What about a woman who had two owners and one of them released her, one of them didn't, so she's now half ownerless and half servant and someone went ahead and married her. So if we look at the half that was servant, she would not be Mekudeshet, but the other half would be Mekudeshet. 
So אינה מקודשת קידושים גמורים עד שזה ישתחרר. So these קידושים become suspended and they are not fully effective until she becomes fully free. The halakha is that if someone has a avid that uh, is only half a avid, he must release him or her. So once that happens, the kiddushim will apply. The moment that she is released, then the same thing happens as when you are mekadesh, a girl who is a minor, and then she grows into it, that you don't need to do kiddushim once again. The kiddushim just gain one of the elements that were necessary to, to, to affect those kiddushim um, in a self-executory way. ואינו צריך לקדשה קידושין אחרים. בא אחר וקידשה, אחר שהשתחררה, הרי זו ספק קידושין לשניהם. If someone, after she becomes free, comes and gives קידושין to her, after she became free, then she becomes ספק מקודשת to both of them. But this is all talking that there was no kinus yet. So let's say on Monday, Reuven uh, propositions and, 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 and Sarah accepts this. Uh, let, let's, let's use Zilpa because at, at one time she was the Shefahot. So Reuven wants to marry Zilpa. Zilpa is a servant. He waits and then Zilpa's two owners, one of them frees her on Monday. Reuven on Tuesday is Mekadesh Zilpa. On Wednesday, her other owner frees her. And on Thursday, uh, Shimon comes and, and, and marries her as well before Reuven does the Nisuim. So that's the case we're talking about here. She's Mekudeshat Misafek Lishnehem. And if you want to know, Harabam says what the Torah says, Shifcha Harufa, Shifcha Nekherefet Leish. This is a very specific case of a girl that was half freed in half a servant and she was married to Ived Ivri. And uh, someone who is half Ived and half free that marries a free girl, then the Kiddushin here are Safek. This uh, we're starting to, to come into more relevant terrain. If someone marries somebody else while being drunk, Shikor Shekidesh. So the Shikor is the, the man, the man is drunk and he he gives Kiddushin or proposes Kiddushin to, to, to a girl. Kiddushav Kiddushin. The Kiddushin are effective, they do apply. Again, he doesn't need to have the, the, the mental capacity at that moment. Proof to it is even if someone coerces, actively coerces this person with a gun, the Kiddushin would attach, how much more so if he's Shikor. However, even if he's very drunk. However, however, if he's so drunk that he's drunk like Lot, and Lot was drunk to the point that he was absolutely not in control of any of his actions, to the point that his daughters made him do what they made him do. Then the Kiddushim are not Kiddushim. But Hachamim should really sit on this and try to understand exactly what the facts of the matter were. Because, again, we don't need the consent, we don't need the intention of the guy, of the man. We do need for there to be an actual deliberate act. 
but the the motivation the 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 intent of this act is irrelevant just that the act itself be deliberate is important and that's why shechrut shelot will be an issue now we go to the consideration using consideration of less than peruta, which we explained uh, in two chapters ago or last chapter how much that is. Uh, the girl is not mekudeshet, is not mekudeshet. However, if he if he if it's not actual money, but it's something that has monetary value, and in this particular place, this is worth less than a peruta, she's mekudeshet misafek. Why? Because this might be worth a peruta somewhere else. So value is specific to a place, and we have a safek on whether this uh, crumb of bread that I offer this girl is worth more money somewhere else, and therefore it's more than a peruta. So what you conclude from here is that anyone using not money but something of monetary value, then if this has uh, the value of at least a peruta in this place, she's fully mekudeshet because we know that at least in one place, namely here, this is worth peruta. If it's not worth a peruta, then because of the of the of the doubt of whether it's worth more than a peruta elsewhere, it's always going to be kiddushes effect. And peruta is not a very high amount, which is why this concern is real. Uh, there is bound to be a place where something that is worth almost nothing here is worth something. Now Harambam adds something, a very interesting comment. Yira Eli, one of those instances in which Harambam does not have a source. But he is saying his opinion. That if this thing of monetary value is perishable, it's something that would not last for a long time. Then, if they don't have the value of peruta in this place, she's not mekudeshet, not misafek, not in 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 any way. Why is that? Because even if it's worth something in a different city, by the time you bring it there, it's going to be worth nothing because this is perishable. says it's something that makes sense, and I'm confident enough that you can rely on it. When someone does kiddushin with less than peruta, or that he use one peruta for more than one woman, namely that each of them receive less than a peruta, then anything that's done after that moment of kiddushin, of, of purported kiddushin, which didn't count, also doesn't count. So I, I give a woman less than a peruta today and a million dollars tomorrow, if it, <clears throat> if the, the presumption was that Today, my less than peruta did the kiddushin, then my million dollars tomorrow is just a gift and it's going to have no effect to the kiddushin. Likewise, a minor that did kiddushin, even if after he grows, he, he sends more things, more gifts to the girl, which one could make the argument 
this is a Kiddushin, one that is of age. But no, we consider these gifts unrelated to the act of Kiddushin. Shemehamat, Kiddushin, Harishonin, Shelahan, these are all a continuation of the first attempted Kiddushin, which, which never counted, Shayu Kiddushin, Pesulin, that were invalid. Halachakaf Aleph. If a man is using Kesef Oshetar methods for Kiddushin, then he doesn't need to actually hand this to the woman on, on, in her hand, to her hand. But rather, once she agreed to the transaction, he can just uh, place it in her hand, obviously, or put it, place it on her body somewhere uh, or, or inside her property. You can throw it inside her property. Any, any way that signifies that she is now acquiring possession of something that she wanted and through which she wanted to become a Kudeshed is enough. However, if she was already standing in property that belonged to the guy, then she, he needs to place it somewhere on in her or on her uh, on her body, on, on, a, on a part of her person, her hand, her shoulder, or something like that. Halacha, continuation of Kaf Aleph, if she's standing in a property that they both own by partnership before getting married, and then he threw her the Kiddushin and they never reached her person, even if she actually instructed him, just place them here, and this here belong to both. We said it before with a Sela, we are saying this with a Haser now. This is Safek. If they were standing somewhere that's, that belongs to neither of them, like for example, for example, Rashut Arabim, and then he, he threw the Kiddushin to her. If, if it ended up landing closer to him than to her, she's not Mekudeshet. If it's closer to her, she is Mekudeshet. If it's exactly half and half, of its, of, or if it's, not, uh, if it's not clear to whom it's closer, and then the, 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 this property... Um, disappeared or got lost or got ruined before it actually reached her because once it reaches her then that's fine but let's say the situation is that it never reached her this is another instance of what does it mean that it's exactly close to him and to her what does, what does it mean to be close to him or close to her it's not, as you'd think, a matter of distance, but rather, if it's closer to his possession, he is better positioned to now take possession or protect this object more than she is, then this is considered closer to him. If it's the opposite, if she's the one who can uh, keep this thing or save safeguard it, possess it more easily than it's hers. If it's within both of their reach, or if neither of them can reach it, 
then this is what it means half and half again not a function of actual distance we're not measuring uh, inches here or feet or anything of the sort it's more of a functional uh, ability to reach it and to safeguard it to determine under whose possession will deem this to be baruch adonai le'olam amen ve'amen